Welcome back. Episode two, Link Up. This is Lanaire. It's Rara. What's up? What's up? We're here to talk about uh, our adventures. Last, oh, not what, wasn't last week, was it? It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. We just got back from California. So, two weeks ago, at this time on Saturday, I was driving to San Diego, right? San Diego. Well, what time is it? Their time. Oh no, no we no. were still in we were still in Tijuana. Oh yeah, I forgot the time. <clears throat> yeah. That was an interesting trip. First time for me to be out of the country. Well, not out of the country, I take that back, but to be in Mexico. Well, let's tell everybody where we went first and then you know. I just said we went to LA, and you said we went to San Diego, then we went to Tijuana. Right. But we flew into LA. Oh yeah, we flew into LA. Went there. On a Friday, stayed till Monday. Had some amazing Mexican food at Don Chewy's. It was so good. Oh, yeah, 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 in LA. It was so cheap, too. Yeah, it was really good. <clears throat> Only thing that sucked, they didn't have any alcohol, because remember, they were having liquor beer, license problem. Liquor license problem. Wasn't it with their landlord or something like that, they said? Yeah. On the little thing on the card, on the table? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, LA was interesting. Like, I went out there before, last year, same time, actually, last year. Did you do anything fun last time you went out? Yes. That I saw the tar pits and I went to a place called Ojai, which is really beautiful actually. I went for a wedding. I I like it, it wasn't I had more fun on this trip. I'll oh really? Say. I wonder yeah. who was there. That's why. <laughs> <clears throat> uh that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, um the weather was perfect. I'm actually glad we went out there that week because I saw now it's like 56 to like low 50s there right now. There. Well, Saturday night was pretty chilly. I didn't go out Saturday night. We um we walked to a gas station we thought was like five miles away, but it was actually like literally around the other block. Who but is this? Me and two of my friends I met. Oh, okay. My buddy uh, works out there. I got you. And uh, one of his friends, I forget the guy's name. But so was, Let's see. Let's see. So Friday night we got there. Wouldn't ate at Don Chewy's place. Then went back to the hotel. Chilled. Chilled. Showered. Got ready. Then we like looked up places around there. Went out. Because I think we, we didn't actually stay in like downtown LA. We stayed in like a like a like a city outside. Culver, Culver, city. Culver city, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. But it was nice because it was like pretty close to everything. We went down the street called Washington Avenue where everything was on. Yeah. Where it did is, we go first? Was that place <clears throat> called Alibi? Behind the other place? No, the alley. The alley. Yeah, it was behind alley. Uh, Finn. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, the alley was fun. Met Good some drinks. people. Met some people from San Francisco. This girl was rubbing on me, and <laughs> I mean, she didn't even know me, but that's not the case, but she had a good time. She's from actually San Francisco. She was visiting her friend, and I think the dude was irritated that we were there because they were both talking to us instead of him after <laughs> we got those seats at the bar. Then we went to the alibi. So that was like across the street. We saw these people at the alley. They got in their car when we were walking out. And then we see them inside the place right across the street. Like, what did you get in your car for? I'm pretty sure the lady got hungry. Yeah. And he was like, I better feed her before, feed her to fuck her. So kind of thing later <laughs> on. I got some drink called like the salty dog or something. It was way too salty. I had a drink called something local of theirs and it was $8 a pint. And I drank like five in like 10 minutes, I think. 
But it was pretty good. Uh, then we went home. We were home at like three o'clock, I think. Well, no, we went to uh, Del Taco because we got a mm-hmm. Lyft or Uber. We got a, <clears throat> we went Del have, Taco. Del have. Taco is amazing. They had this uh, grilled quesadilla. Never had Del Taco in my life. So good. And then I had it's it for better than Taco Bell. I think so. Really, the sauce is fire. I actually got some in my room. I stole some. I brought some in my luggage. <clears throat> the um, and then after Del, remember we got the guy to drop us off at that little hood gas station. Because I wanted some beer, and then I was like, "No, you don't want to stop there." And it was not. Oh, wasn't open. it closed? Yeah, it was next to our hotel. Yeah, our hotel was like pretty much off the freeway, so it was. Uh, but it, you couldn't hear anything. Like it was a nice hotel. Yeah. Then Saturday woke up around like eight thirty nine. No, Saturday woke up early, and we just hang out, hung out. I was watching birds and. Planes fly by from oh, the pool. Right. You were outside. Just talking on, talking on the phone with some friends back home. And uh, where did we go Saturday daytime? That's when we got in the car and drove to oh, Tijuana. Oh, that's right. We drove to Tijuana. Well, we stopped in a small town before Tijuana. And we parked the car. Like, this big parking lot. It's like, probably like 500, like 5,000 parking spaces. You just park your car. Pretty cool. You walk across the you walk across this bridge, then you show your passport, you get stamped, you fill out a visa thing. Then as soon as you hit but if you don't have any bags, you don't have to stop at the second stop because the second stop is just for like weapons and drugs and stuff. And then as soon as you walk out to the Mexican side, there's two soldiers there with M sixteen rifles. Just that's what they're that's what they're Yeah. They didn't have a sidearm, they just ha- I'm sure they had a sidearm, but I couldn't see it. But then as soon as you start walking around to where like the cabs are, it's kind of sketchy because I thought they were going to kidnap us. <laughs> so I didn't get in the first one. The guy was like, hey, food, pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> Chinese food. Chinese food. And I was like, uh, I don't want any of that right now. Um, so <clears throat> we finally get into second, this other other cab company. Well, remember first we didn't have cash. We didn't get pesos or whatever. Yeah, but they took cash and I knew that, but. I mean, I just didn't want. I only had a hundred dollar bill, and I was, and I knew I wasn't gonna get changed. So yeah. I was like, "Fuck it." But the second guy, second cab company, took us downtown to Iwana, and uh, I saw this. We saw this cops. So they let us out right there in this like little square where this little Mexican girl was singing and all that kind of stuff. So we went to this restaurant that we across the street from us, and it was really good. Um, we ate there. The I had a cheese quesadilla, rice and beans. It was probably the best cheese quesadilla, rice and beans I've ever had. Like it was so good. It was like four American dollars. Then the lady was like, "Hey, you guys want some shots?" And I was like, "Sure, tequila." And she brings us this big bottle of Don Julio seventy. It was so freaking good. It was smooth. We ended up finishing the bottle with the people that worked there. It was great. I only had like four shots. Tony had like two shots, and after that, I don't know what they did with the bottle. Yeah, I think I had like some swordfish tacos and uh, something else, but it was really, really good. And let me see. And then Sorry, after that, my white claw. <laughs> then after that, we uh, walked to the square. Raul looked at some band playing or some people singing. It was like a mini uh, Selena. And then we heard about this place called Hong Kong. Called Hong Kong. It was amazing. So we were walking down this these roads. Well, it's not like alleys or anything they're big city streets but it's very poor looking around there. yeah it's poor 100 percent. but on the other side of tijuana is where all like the big clubs are like dance clubs and where all those rich people hang out and stuff yeah 
because I saw some videos on Instagram, some of these clubs that are like banging, like they're like space and stuff in Miami and stuff. But when you walk into those places, you see all the pool people still sitting on the Charlotte Road begging for money. Well, I got trying to sell chicklets and pussy. They were trying to sell pussy. And then some girl on on this one street on the way to Hong Kong, which is a adult gentleman's club. Every girl was selling selling their pussy. I and, mean, I got like grabbed like three or four times walking down. The and street. then one guy actually grabbed on Tony. We like, <laughs> that hey, was on, that was on the way back. Oh, that was on the way back. <laughs> so walking walking there, you say no Excuse because me. um you just don't want to have you just want to fuck any of those girls on the street because a there could be a tranny if you get a blowjob you're not sure. B uh, they're, they're more than likely dirty. My buddy that lives out there told me just keep on walking till you get to the club. The girls in the clubs apparently have to get tested and this, but who who's testing them? Yeah. The cartel? Give me a break. Because <laughs> uh, I know when we were walking, um, and they kept they kept trying to stop us. So it's just like, I don't know. It was just very weird. I just kind of felt really sad when I first got there. Well, like a lot of the people, you know, they get their dick sucked and stuff right there for like 10, 10 pesos or whatever, or 10 American dollars or whatever it is. Or I grew up, actually, it wouldn't be that expensive. It'd probably be like $5 to get your dick sucked. Yeah. But in the club, Hong Kong, you get there, the, the door guys have bigger guns than the police do that we saw. And they're just completely, completely covered in tech gear. And, um, both both entrances, that's the way. The bouncers inside, they don't have any weapons, as you can see, but pretty sure they have batons, collapsible batons in their pockets. Um, it was at 1 o'clock when we got to this place inside, and there was probably three, probably 300 customers and probably 150 girls dancing. Yeah, and it was like four, at least four levels. Yeah, we didn't, get, we didn't go upstairs because I didn't know what was up there. And well, I'll never forget <clears> when we first walked in, I saw these two girls on stage. And one was, uh, they looked like they were, had like soap on them or something. Uh, they were doing like. Uh, and I was like, you know, I just kept walking and I was like. You know, like the foam pits. It kind of looked like that. <laughs> yeah, He grabbed me and I'm like, what? And I, I look over and I see this customer shoving a dildo in this girl's pussy. It was a drill dildo. <laughs> and, and it was free to do it. You just, you just stood there your turn. Because the second time I walked up to that stage, the, the guy that works there was like, hey, amigo, amigo, come here. You could do it if you want. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> and oh, so, like, and they were some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire super life. Super hot. So we there, we get there around. I think like we in this club around either one or two, and everything's American dollars. Which I mean, it's still not bad because a soul is only like three bucks or two. You got two souls for four fifty or something like that, which is year one soul downtown or anywhere in Memphis is five dollars a bottle. Yeah. And you know, Heineken's five bucks, everything's five bucks. <clears throat> but like me. they they hadn't they were partying. There was a group groups of guys everywhere, you know, all these friends and stuff like that. The only reason I didn't party too much because I knew we were gonna have to drive back from uh the border to, to San, San Diego, Diego to see Dan. And then from San Diego we had to drive all the way to LA, which yeah. it was an easy drive, two hours or something like that. Well, it took us like th- almost three to get there because of traffic. But going back at night, I made that shit in two hours. Yeah. But it we actually bad. didn't get too bad stuck in traffic. No. I guess because we were out there on the weekend. And like, but yeah, we uh, we hung out in the strip club, that Hong Kong place for a while. Did it you was, have a good time? Yeah, it was intense. There was a lot going on. Mm. Yeah, I saw this little guy. He just kept like, 
just jamming his fingers in this girl's pussy like when she was just walking by and i was like what the fuck man and then my boy's like that's what they're here for they are there for that <laughs> and it's understood because in america you can't well you can't do it in some places but in america most strip clubs you go to i mean you shouldn't molest the girl anyways but it just seemed like they were so unfazed by it. Yeah, they were accustomed it, to it. It's like no big deal. But I remember I grabbed a girl wrong when the first time I went to Go Club here in Memphis. Like I grabbed her by like the side of her like body. Yeah. And I guess I was I pulled it too hard and she's like I almost got kicked out of the Go Club. If it wasn't for the cop friend I was with, I would have gotten kicked out. Yeah, probably beat up. And like, but like, uh, yeah, it's just you know they're just so used to it and like you throw dollars on the stage, you know and. Then the security guard collects the money for the girl. The girl doesn't have to bend over on her knees to get the money. But it was pretty intense. So that was Saturday. Then we drove to San Diego. Saw my buddy Dan and his wife and their little baby. Dan has like this huge, massive TV. I've never seen like eighty inch. It's like it's like the size of the wall in his living room. It was eighty inches probably. Yeah, it was insane. Then we went to. uh, He took us to this tiki bar slash speakeasy where you have to go through a refrigerator on a completely separate building yeah and then once you do that you go into this tiki bar and they have like these flashing lights and like you guys know that working bars what a uh deep freezer is or a deep cooler walk-in cooler yeah and it had it had that door so there was a fake you know obviously fake door but you pull it open and then you walk across to the tiki bar and then you drink and have fun it was it was legit and after that we drove back to la then I was done for the night because I think we got back around like 10 o'clock. Yeah, we got back around like 30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. I uh, got. Uh, um, Didn't we go back to Del Taco? We got Del Taco again. <clears throat> and uh, then a party. I took a shower. I mean, it was like it was like almost 11 o'clock before I met up with my buddy. Yeah, he kept trying to get me to go out. And I was like, oh. I waited till 11.15 before I got in the car and drove to where he was at. He was at some place called, um, ah, I forget the name. It was on Sunset Strip. Like half a block away from Viper Room and Whiskey Go Go, like you could see them from where I was standing. It's three levels. This band called this '90s band was playing upstairs, really cool. And then uh, my buddy was like, "Hey, let's go get some pictures of you in front of the Whiskey Go Go." And so you know you you can do that. I was like, "Cool." They wouldn't let me in the Whiskey Go Go uh, or the Viper Room because they were it was at in L.A. If it's a legit club, it closes at two. There are after hour clubs. But they all closed at two, and I was like, "Hey, man, I just want to get a picture." But this, so I laid down in front of the Viper room. <laughs> it took killed my buddy to take a picture, but he wouldn't take the picture because he was afraid the bouncer was going to try to beat us up because that's where the River Fitness guy OD'd right there in the front of the club. So you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny, but he, he didn't take the picture, so I was on my knees. So you're no just reason. on the ground. I was on the ground <laughs> for no reason on the middle of Sunset Strip. Uh, were a lot of people out? Yeah, a lot of people were getting in Ubers and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were going to wherever they so were So what going. is the Viper Room? Is it just a club? I think it's just a music venue or something uh, like that. Oh, okay. Whiskey Go-Go is a music venue 100%. I got but I don't, I don't know what either one is. I just remember the guy dying out there. Mm. And um, then uh, we went to, we got in the Uber, and we went to somewhere downtown LA, um, this industrial part of LA, and... We went to a private party in like a mechanic shop or something like that. In the mechanic shop, they don't let you in. They don't care who you are. You just, if you don't have an Evite or a flyer to the party, you can't come in. Yeah. And when I got it, my turn to go in, you know, I got in through my buddy because 
um, he's in the scene. He's a bar. He was a bartender for like 15 years, mm. and now he sells does like uh, solar panel stuff in LA. Okay, and they were just looking at me like I was a cop because there was nobody in there but a bunch of white motherfuckers rolling, doing coke, and every kind of drug imaginable. Yeah, and it was just intense as fuck. When you didn't go, you say some kid roll up on y'all or something like that? Uh uh-uh, uh, went on so. a bird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This kid, this, you could tell he's a cop. He's like, "Hey guys, where's the party? At? Can I get the invite?" And my buddy that lives there is like, "Hey man, how about you go back to USCLA before we beat the fuck out of you and beat you with this bird?" And he's like, "Oh, that's not that's not necessary." And he's like, "He's like," and his other friend was like, "Get the fuck out of here, narc." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that guy was definitely a cop, y'all. We were gonna get the party shut down if we gave him the info." And so then. One of the guys needs cigarettes, so we walk around a block. I think LA block is actually like three Memphis blocks. And it took us like 30 minutes to walk there. But then we got an Uber back, and it was literally like we were right there. Really? Yeah, it took like two minutes. But we got to, so we finally get in this party. Now, it reminds me of these raves I used to go to at Headliners off Brooks Road in Memphis. Y'all know about that place. You had a good life. So we're there partying, and now my buddies, everyone's just, everyone's doing everything. I mean, there's chicks, fuck. I mean, there's chicks like making out with each other, feeling each other up. There's dudes over there kissing. You know, it was like, it's like a, everyone's a welcome kind of party thing. You yeah. know, they don't, they don't care what you're doing, you know, yeah. like, but it was so much fun. So I go to get, go to the bar. And now at this point, I'm getting kind of annoyed because I'm the only one being sober because I can't, <laughs> I knew they would give me a drug test when I got back to Memphis. <laughs> I just knew they were, but they didn't. So, I mean, but, so everyone's, everyone's on everything. I mean, there's people just handing rolls out like it, it was nothing. Yeah. M&Ms, you know, everyone, a couple of people asked me, I was like, no, nah, I'm straight, man. It was just so much fun. And the, the DJ was fucking awesome. The music, the sound system was just bumping its ass off, man. Like This is in like a mechanic shop? Yeah. Like next, where we were in this one room, there's a little bar. And then next to the bar, you can see like the cars and like the things like that. Oh, really? The things you raise the car up with. Yeah. Work under the car and stuff. It was a lot of fun. So didn't you say when you first walked in, it was like y'all were, you had to pay to get in or whatever? Yeah. So you walk in and to the left, the bouncer checks you out, right? Pats you down and stuff like that. The, the door guy. You walk in, you give the money, 20 bucks each. I didn't have a cash. My buddy paid for me. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, they were just looking at me like I was a cop too. They were just like, man, we may. But after a little while, you know, and oh, main thing, you can't get dropped off in an Uber or Lyft in front of the party. You have to get dropped off a block or so away. Okay. So when you're getting close to the party, you just tell the Uber guy to let you off or the taxi driver, whoever's drinking you. Yeah. Unless they come into the party with you. You tell them to let you off here because it's, it's, a big, it's a big deal. Like they don't want people knowing. Yeah. And then once you get in there, there's so many fine people just hanging out and dude, it was fun. So didn't you say something like uh, y'all walked up and it was like a like a makeshift bar or something? Yeah, so it was like a bar, like um, my kitchen table, little table. They have they have drinks behind there. There'd be guys making drinks, and everything. I don't know what the price. I can't remember what the price was, but I ordered some beers. They gave us some Budweisers, and they were hot. Yeah. And at this point, I said, "Fuck it!" I started just pounding the beers. And then they got my buddy got some whiskey shots, got some crown shots. I swear, I think the tab was like two hundred fifty bucks in like an hour and a half. Wow, like it was intense. And that was like being friends with the guys that they knew. Yeah, but if we paid for everything, it probably went five hundred bucks. Yeah, L.A. in the vicinity is not cheap to do anything. Yeah. Now, uh, well, Don Chu's was cheap, but then this is like four o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, man, I gotta go. I gotta do all this driving tomorrow. I gotta go see stuff, and so 
They're like, hey, okay, we'll call you Uber. I was like, no, nah, I got it, man. I'm so fucked up. I'm talking to the Uber driver, and next thing you know, he touches me, like knocks me on the leg. You know, hey, man. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, we're here. I fucking fell asleep from where we were to where we were going. To Sunset Strip, from Sunset Strip <laughs> yeah. to the hotel? Oh, no, the, the the party was somewhere downtown. Oh, and, okay. Like way downtown somewhere, like deep anywhere somewhere. And we get to the hotel, and he was like, Hey man, we here. Wake up. I was like, Oh, appreciate it, man. Sorry I fell asleep on you. That were we talking about something? He's like, Yeah, we were, but you first fell asleep. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, but my Uber driver to my buddies uh on Sunset Strip, he was super cool. He was showing me some things. It's like you gotta go eat there, you gotta go eat here, you gotta do this kind of thing. I was like, I'm not gonna do any of those, but thank you for suggestions. Yeah. Because when we were getting closer and closer and closer to where they were, you could just see the difference in the pricing just go up and up and up and up. And up. Like where we were staying, it's affordable. Yeah. When you go f- two minutes out of there, it's expensive. Yeah. So I don't think on Sunday, so I got I got my hotel room at, I fell asleep around like probably 435. And then your bitch ass comes around there like eight something knocking on the door. It was time to go. Yeah. for It's convenient when you want to go. Hey, I am responsible. Oh, that's what you call it. I call that being a bitch when you're on vacation. <laughs> and want to go out. We had gone out all day long. Went yeah. to see Dan. And I told had you. Had a beer. I told you we were going out when we got back. And you're like, oh, okay. But then I knew you were lying because then you stopped talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that I couldn't do it, man. <clears throat> and then my aunt hit me up early that morning because that was one of the things I was supposed to do while I was out there. I was supposed to see her. And I texted her when I landed and I never heard anything from her. So I was like, I guess she don't want to meet up. But yeah. Because it's not even call her. No, I called no, her when we were, we were driving to her house. We were called her when we were driving to Woodland Hills. So this lady, she loves me. I want per usual. They love me more than him, like always. Um, she takes us to lunch. We go to her house. I meet her. She asks us if we eat, and we're like, no. She's like, you know what? We're not gonna eat here. Let's go. I don't feel like cooking you guys food. I'm like, right, cool. We end up going to some. We end up going to Neiman Mark. No Nordstrom. Nordstrom's restaurant. I didn't even know that was a thing. It was so good, and. We're just telling stories and stuff like that. And, you know, so she picks up the tab. I'm sure the tab was like a hundred plus dollars because where we were was really expensive. And she lives in Woodland Hills, California. So when we're dropping it off, she's like, hey, go see my son's Hollywood star. And we're like, okay, cool. And she's like, yeah, it's right there in front of McDonald's. So Tony and I get in the, you know, we didn't get out. We, we hugged her and, you know, so we'll keep it staying in touch kind of thing. And, she uh, sent um, she sent us like we should go to Hollywood the fastest. She knows down the expressway. Everything in L- anything you want to do is twenty to thirty minutes away because everything's so stretched out. Yeah, and we get there, we're driving up Hollywood, and we were gonna park, but I was like, I don't feel like walking all that shit, man. Let's just find the let's find what's at, then we'll find we're close to park, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So we find the Hollywood Star. Tony actually gets out of the car and sees it right there in front of the hot McDonald's, um, and. So now I'm like, fuck it. I see, I see all this open space in front of me to park, but it's illegal to park there. And there was a parking cop there, parked there in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to park right behind him. And I just parked behind him, got out, took a picture with uh, our senior hall's uh, star. We sent it to Auntie. Auntie. Well, before that, she told me, she said, oh, she texted me. She's like, I meant to get a picture with uh, Raul. And I was like, I'll take one for you. And so I took the picture of him in front of the the star. And so then I texted to her. 
And then she kept calling me from her house number. And I didn't have it saved in my phone. And if I don't have a number saved in my phone, it sends automatically to voicemail. So then I listened to the voicemail and she's like, I just sent that to Arsenio and he wants to uh, post on his page. <laughs> he wants to know if I'll be okay with posting it. And I'm like, that motherfucker loves attention. Of course he'll be okay with it. So I got a shout out from Arsenio Hall on his Facebook page. Yes, yeah, so Aurel guy's a little 15 minutes of fame. And then, um, then he started texting my aunt and very creepily. Well, I mean, she loved me. <laughs> Auntie Annie. It's Aunt Annie. Auntie, Auntie. I hate that. Auntie, I hate Auntie. I hate wifey, hubby. Well, it's kind of like, you know, hey, she auntie, sounds hey, stupid. Auntie, can I borrow $5 for some cigarettes, baby? Come oh, on, Auntie. Oh, God. Well, anyways, then we drive from Woodland Hills. We drive to Hollywood. We get the picture. We drive around there. We see all these different shops and stuff. Um, then from there, we drive to Beverly Hills, which was like literally six minutes, six, like three miles away, but it took us like 30 minutes to get there because there's only one way in and one way out kind of thing. Yeah. We saw Rodeo Drive. We saw like three Ferraris and one McLaren or something like that, right? And a bunch of Bentleys. Rolls Royces. This is all within the first minute of pulling in there. As we're driving in our Altima. Altima. (laughs) 2020 Altima. Get it right. It was a nice car, though. With navigation. And, and surround roof. And sunroof. And, and surround sun. sound. Oh, excuse me. So we do that. Then then we go from there. We go to. Where we go from after that? Didn't we go to the mall? Because you had to get something for your niece. Oh, we go to the mall. Couldn't find shit. No, we went to the tar pits first. Oh, La Brea. That's yeah. right. We went to La Brea. We saw the lights, all those lamps. Oh, the lanterns. Lanterns. Yeah. Um, we saw that went to La Brea, took pictures there, saw some, some cones were also coming out. Then, um, we went back to the hotel, went to the mall. I was trying to find something that says LA and not, not LA Dodgers, nothing, nobody had it. And then we end up, so when we go home, shower, change, um, where did we eat at? Went to Venice Beach. Oh, that's where we went to Venice Beach. We were going to go in this Italian restaurant, but it was too hot for my boo, so we had it, to leave. And they put us like all the way in the back, and like it was hot as shit back there, and this little-ass table, and I was going to get like, a couple things to eat, not just one fucking thing. <laughs> and where is it all going to be? Last time I did that, I went to the trolley stop, and I ordered two things, and the both meals are as big Excuse as the me. table they we had sitting at, and that was just going to be embarrassing. So then I was like, no, I don't want to sit here. We go to this weed shop, weed club, but it wasn't open yet. Yeah. And um, then I saw this pizza place. I just ended up getting pizza. Tony got some fish and shit. I don't know what he got. I went to a different restaurant. It was literally owned by the same people, so we could literally see each other while we were eating. <laughs> and then we went to this place across the street, got some drinks. Oh, no. Before we ate, we- Oh, we had to walk down. We walked down to the other side of Venice Beach Boardwalk and got uh, my niece some sweatshirt that said LA. I got some really cool ones and some magnets- and three sweatshirts and f- three magnets were $191. Welcome to LA. American, not peso. And we saw some watches in Tijuana on the way to Hong Kong. Oh, that we said right. we'd come back and get those for my nephew. They were Rolexes. They were, um, the guy wanted 100 American dollars for both of them. I got them down to 75 and took the deal. My nephew wired them to school every time. <laughs> and then, uh, we came back, got up around two, no, got up at three, no, got up at 2.30, because we were. I was told to be ready to be at the airport by 3.30. I'd rather be late. 
I mean, early than late. But he didn't even get to the car that we were at the hotel at 3.45, 4 o'clock almost. Let's not forget that part. He was he woke up feeling sick. I'm still sick. <laughs> hey, man. It wore me out. What really happened in the hotel room Saturday night that I don't know about? They wore out your butthole? <laughs> I mean, come on. As you're drinking a ruby red White Claw, 12 ounce. You gave it to me. I know. I know you like fruity things like that. Thank you. And then we got on a plane, came back to Memphis, and unpacked the luggages. and Went back to normal life. And I went to work on Tuesday. I didn't go back to work till Thursday. And I really thought they wouldn't give me a drug test when I got back on Tuesday, so that's why I didn't party. Keep, y'all keep that note in the back of your head, too. That's very important. That you didn't party? Yeah. I really wanted to, especially when we got to Hong Kong. Man, I would have gone fucking apeshit in that place. But what would you have been able to bring? Huh? What could you have been able to bring over there? I would have bought it there and did it all there. I was going to bring shit back with me. <laughs> you would have been okay with walking up and asking somebody for some blow at Hong Kong or in Tijuana? Was that a, oh no, in, in, in the club, I'm, I already knew where it was at because oh. my friend told me who to ask and where. Oh, okay. He said the bathroom attendant is the one that has all that stuff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of like here, like, you know, like, hey, can you watch the stall for me, man? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, dog. Do you remember that time you got shook down? I'm not going to say the strip club's name because my friend actually <laughs> owns that strip club, but he shook me down for fucking $50, but his bitch ass got fired. I, didn't, I haven't seen him there since. Oh, yeah. Tell this. This, this is a great story. So uh, what's my aunt's favorite story that you told her? Oh, so we're having lunch. We're just talking, and I told her I was from South Africa, and she was like, oh, that's so awesome. I told my mom, my grandfather was a freedom fighter in Mandela, blah, 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 and then my grandfather uh, broke out, and Mandela didn't go with him. He stayed. I mean, he was in the jail for like 40 years or something like that, but um, I told her that, you know, all the way till about eighth grade, seventh, eighth, seventh or eighth grade. I guess nobody ever paid attention to the scan. So when did you when did you move here? When I was eight. So you moved here. What is that like? No. I think I grade? think I started in third grade, some like fourth grade, something like that. Yeah. But all the way from let's say third, fourth grade to eighth grade, no one ever noticed that I was putting African American down as my my race on my <laughs> scantron. I thought it meant person from the country. Africa. Africa. The continent Africa. Yeah. And African-American. Like, hey, you're from the continent of Africa, so you're not American. <laughs> I didn't know. No one ever told me. So until like eighth grade, my teacher was like, hey, Raul, I talked to you. I was like, yes, ma'am. And this is the teacher that hated me, and she always used to give me detention and stuff. Yeah. And she was like, um, you're not African. I was like, yes, I am. I'm from South Africa. And she's like, no, that means that means black, like black person here. I was like, oh, and there was only like one black kid in all of Riverdale at this time. You know, I was like, like Jason. And she was like, yeah, like Jason. That's my friend. That's Jason. He's a really cool guy. Um, And so I thought I was African-American until like the eighth grade, which is what, 14 years old. That's ridiculous. It was a good time. So I had a question I wanted to ask you. So if you're dating somebody and say they cheat on you. And they use a condom. Is that worse than if they didn't use a condom? Because if they use a condom, doesn't that mean they're kind of thinking about what they're doing? 
they're using a condom so that way they don't get busted if you give but i'm saying and they they later on tell you or you found out that they cheat on you right and they said for a fact you know they used a condom it wouldn't but i'm saying isn't that worse than saying that they were just drunk and they fucked somebody than- yeah because they literally talked took the precaution necessary <laughs> and put the condom on that's what i'm saying like the guy put the condom took the time to put the condom on because i was going to cheat on somebody which I don't think I ever would do because I knew that would come back to me. But like, if I took the time to a stop myself, put a condom on, and then fuck the girl, yeah, that's worse than just fucking the girl. Yeah. But now you can get caught if the girl ha- like you can give your girlfriend or your wife a yeast infection by fucking her raw and go and fuck her the next day or something like that. Because that's how my friend, um, one of my bouncer buddies from One Five Two, he got. That's how he got busted. He was fucking somebody else, and he was fucking one of the oh, he was UTI fucking one, or whatever. Yeah, he was fucking one of the shot girls. The not Jello shot, but we had these little shots like uh, syringe shots. Oh yeah, Jello yeah. shots of the syringes. Yeah, he was fucking one hurt one of them. I forget their names, and he went and fucked his wife like two days, like not two days, but later on that day. Yeah, and he never he hadn't showered or anything, and he gave her uh, a UTI, a whatever. Yeah, and she knew that he had done it because she's never had one of those in her life. Damn. Yeah. He was like, she was like, she's worth probably like $30 million right now. The lady who was married to. Because she she was on some team at some hospital yeah. that found some gene or something. I don't know what it was. And they sold the thing. Like they what were was able- she dating this guy for? Was he like doing something in between? He was a pro wrestler. <laughs> like he, um, they had a story of, with him as the storyline that was going on was he was the um he was triple h's brother oh, okay he's just like a really big guy or something really big muscular was like five ten just muscular yeah had long hair like triple h did and stuff like that and yeah. just big as shit you know mm. and they ran the story as him being um triple h's brother but he didn't he really did it really didn't take on with fans mm. so when they let him go he just happened to come he was working for the railroad after that oh, okay and then one day he just had to come to one five two and um, they were just, he was just partying with some friends and somebody asked him if he wanted a job. Yeah. And he's like, sure. I mean, I could do this on the weekend. You know, I only work Monday. I mean, he only worked like three days a week because railroad jobs like 20, like 12 hours, 12, 12, 312 or something yeah. like that, like a nurse. And um, he just, uh, he uh, took the job and he got fired from the railroad finally for filing a drug test. The union, did, the union didn't support him after the third one. And uh, he was just a bouncer, and then he moved to Bolivar, and he was he was into a bunch of shit. Okay, I got another question for you. Do you think you've ever accidentally jerked off to a trans person? I know for a fact I haven't, because I always make sure the, the porn I watch is um, man, female. But what if it's just a blowjob scene? I'm not I'm not jerking off to that. I, you never jerked off to a blowjob scene before? No, I don't think so. I, have. I don't think I have. Maybe when I was a young kid or something, but not anytime recent. Is it not like uh, if you don't know, you don't know? It's not like if you don't know, if you don't know. I've never jerked off to a tranny porn. I didn't say you did it on purpose, but I'm saying, is it possible that you possibly could have jerked off to a trans person's porn? I don't think so. I think it's possible. Have you? I don't know. I'm not going to say no. It's possible. Like, if it's like an amateur video. Because most of the porn I watch is like, I know what I'm seeing before. I look at the little trailer. 
like the, when you before you push play, I mean, you know, before you click on it to put yeah. the video, it's usually a little thumbnail. Well, it's just like I told you that day when I saw that picture, I sent it to you. And I said, "Do you find this person attractive?" And you're like, "Yeah." And then I told you it was a dude. And then I told you our friend had liked the picture because it showed his name up in there, like as he liked the picture, which it could be like it just came from the explore page. This goes back the to picture. the Tijuana streets of Tijuana. You don't get a blowjob, or f- you don't get a blowjob from one of. A person no, doesn't this go back to your story in <laughs> LA <laughs> when you went to that club and your buddy asked you what you think about that girl? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> my buddy made out of the f- a, nothing wrong with being a trans person, but he made out of the trans person not knowing. And did the dick get hard? Is that how he knew? He, the <laughs> person he was making out with, thought he knew he, the person he was trans, yeah, and. When I guess when you want to go finger her or something like that in the bar, like grab on a pussy a little bit Who or something. Finger somebody in the bar. People grab on each other's dicks and shit, all the pussies and shit all the time in bars, man. I don't know where you've been, <laughs> but um, yeah, he didn't feel, he felt a bulge. A bulge. And he was like, what the fuck? He pushed her back. He was like, what? You didn't know I was. He was like, no. And. He kind of told me the story willingly. Like he, his buddy that was with us didn't like have to, didn't tell me he didn't have to tell me the story. But my friend told me the story willingly. He's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, it happened, but nothing I can do about it. And you know, I was like, no, because no. he tried to set you up. Remember, he asked you, "What do you think about that girl?" Oh yeah, yeah at, the, at the club, it was one of her the trans person's friends. Like I was like, oh man, what? And I was like, oh, uh, uh. all right. What other questions do I have? Um. Do you think people that are like, you know, how they see you see a commercial for like a, a medicine or something like that. And it's like this person's portrayed by an actor, and it's, you know, like for some like diarrhea or something, you know. But do you think the commercials for HIV have to be actual HIV people? No. That, or do you think they're using actors for that, too? No, it says uh, actor portrayal. But I'm saying like. So if it doesn't say that, then that person more than likely has HIV. More than likely, yeah. Because don't you think you probably want to actually have someone with HIV to have that for that commercial? So one, you're not always stigmatized as a person that did the HIV commercial that doesn't have HIV. So you got to go around clearing your name. And B, that if you're going to do an HIV commercial, there's plenty of people with HIV that you can hire to do that. So I was thinking. I don't know. Um, I mean... Cause you know, you know, you don't want to be that diarrhea girl. Yeah. You know, like you actually didn't. Have, well, I mean, everybody's probably had diarrhea once in their life. Yeah, it's pretty intense sometimes. It's like. Thank you for the sound effects. Then you go like. That's disgusting. And it's all this liquid coming out. Like, ugh. I I don't know why I brought this. Up. Oh man. <laughs> And then you're like, uh, and then you're like, hopefully you have enough toilet paper and you look over, <laughs> but you got a full roll, thank God. Why would you not have enough toilet paper? Sometimes I wait till like the last second to get more toilet paper. Oh, God. What else was I going to ask you? Uh, no, I do not ever get shit on my hands. If y'all wonder, <laughs> I buy good toilet paper. There's one thing in life you cannot <coughs> go generic on. Excuse me. And that is toilet paper. Don't you can skip on toilet You can buy the Dollar Tree toilet paper, but you, I'm going to use the whole roll in one sitting. <laughs> Okay. Is it too thin it's, or too rough? It's too thin. Too thin. Like it's one ply and it's thin and you can, it's like translucent. You can see through it. So you like might get it on your fingers. Yeah. It's going to tear. Trust me. It's going to tear. 
So I get Charmin either. Sometimes I get ultra soft or I get, sometimes I get um, ultra strong. The Charmin in the red is ultra soft. Charmin in the blue is ultra, uh, ultra soft. All right. What was, I was going to ask you something else. Um, fuck. I can't remember what I was going to talk about. But yeah, it was uh, so that you possibly could have jerked off to a tranny porn. Or trans porn. I don't think you're supposed to say tranny anymore. I think that's not acceptable. Do you have anything to talk about? No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much done. You have never. You never ask me any questions. Okay. Like, I just feel like I'm the one doing all the prying. That's why I'm the alpha of the show. <laughs> if you want to believe that, you can believe that all you want, buddy. But it's just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know much to say. I, it's always like one of those things like, hey, ask me a question. I'll tell you what you want. It's kind of like a dating app. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm a, I sell beer. So you're not a very good conversational person. No, I don't like doing that. I don't like looking people in the face. I always on my phone looking at what I'm talking to them. Like, you do always are on your phone when we're out and about. It's like, why are you even out with us if you're going to be on your phone? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know it hurt your feelings so much. I mean, princess. you're you're like this guy that always hangs out downtown that has no friends. Do Ooh. you want to be that guy? Do you want to be the brown version of that motherfucker? I'll never be that pathetic. <laughs> well, you're on the road if you're going to be on your phone all the fucking time, man. I don't know. I try to not be on my phone that much when I'm out and about. Because like I said, it it's... It's kind of rude sometimes when you're like talking to somebody and you're like looking down at your phone. Well, some people's stories go on forever and I don't have time for that. I'm just, I, I shut them down. I'm like, hey, thank you. I, I, can get, I can get the gist. Appreciate it. You talk about traffic? Yeah. I'm like, hey, did you see the traffic on Poplar this weekend? <laughs> oh my God. It's so intense. Like they, they, it just goes on and on. Like Matt was telling me a story yesterday that literally took 20 minutes while we were at having drinks watching the Tiger game. And it literally took 20 minutes. Two people are like, is this story still going on? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. I got to I gotta get out of this. Yeah. So I had to. Go, when he went to the restroom, I moved down two seats. And <laughs> so you moved away so you didn't have to listen to his stories? Yes. That's pretty bad. But I don't know. I And fuck the UPS. I mean, not UPS, but um, United States Post Office. USPS. My car was too close to the mailbox, according to them, so they wouldn't deal- deliver my package yesterday because the bitch didn't want to get out of the car to put it in the fucking mailbox. So you got to go to the post office? No, yeah. I, had to, I had to go move my car forward. That's what I, what I was doing earlier. I moved uh, my car forward so a bitch ass could just drive up to the mailbox and then reverse what, it. did she call you? No, I knew that's the reason that they didn't do it because when I used to live with my parents, um, the mail person used to tell us the car is too close to the mailbox. If it stays where it's at, we're not going to um, deliver the mail anymore. So if your car is blocking the mail or it's too close to the mailbox and they can't they can't go fit that little truck in there, I mean a little delivery van in and out, you know? Yeah. They uh they go into the next house. That's probably why some of y'all don't get mail every day if you have cars on the street and stuff like that. Do you think that one size fits all is the biggest lie ever told? Yes, because there's definitely some people I see in like leggings, like girls in leggings. I was like just because it fits you doesn't mean you should wear it out. <laughs> because, like, it's just one of those things. You just don't wear it. Yeah. 
Like I always have that problem with hats because I have a big head. I love hats, but sometimes I'll buy a hat online. And but I did find these little extender things that help me out now. You have one on right now. I can see. Yeah. Um. Do you check your eggs before you buy them? Yeah, because sometimes they're broken inside. I think people that don't check them are psychopaths. Like, how are you so confident the egg is not going to be broken? Well, a little, little kid today that was packing my groceries, he was just shoving everything on top of the eggs. I was like, hey, man, if those eggs are broken in there, you're going to go back there and get me another carton. I'm not walking all the way back there. <laughs> He's like, they're not broken. I opened them to make sure they weren't broken because I was not going to walk all the way back of the way to the store again. You told him, didn't you? I did. He was like 15 years old. He don't give a fuck. Oh, God. He can't even scan beer. He, yep, he can't. <laughs> there were two check. There were two checkout people. I went to the one that looked. Did old. you work at Kroger when you were younger? Uh huh. I worked there when I was in eleventh grade. I worked there eleventh, uh, twelfth, some of high school, like after high school. Oh, did you really? But before I worked at Jitney Premier, it was on Jupiter Parkway, and uh, Dexter. In that shopping center right there where La Hacienda is. Yeah. I was like 14. And f- me me and my buddy, uh, girlfriend worked there in high school. Yeah, I think uh, I remember when I worked at Kruger, <laughs> I worked there from, I worked there from like my sophomore, not sophomore, my old uh, junior year. And I never forget, I didn't go to work one day. And this guy called me and he's like, hey, you better come into work. And I'm like, my sister just had her kids. I'm not coming to work. And he's like, you're not going to have a job. And I'm like, I'm 15, man, like or 16. I, I, this is not going to be my career. You know, I'm gonna phone, I'm gonna phone. Yeah, like. Like, I'm sorry that that's your life, buddy. Like, I'm not knocking anybody that works in a grocery store or anything like that. But come on now, get over it. All right. We learned about uh, Raul and his um, adventures in Tijuana. He had an opportunity to. Uh, dildo blast some broads <laughs> but he chose not to and he did not get any blow because he was being a good boy I would have dildo blasted the ladies after I had my fifth soul in 30 minutes if I was <laughs> asked again I would have done it that time and uh, then we, but, got, we got to uh, experience a lot of good stuff in California our next trip is coming up in Tampa that is in end of January, end of January I was turned 40 it's big four zero, and then we go back to San Diego probably next fall. Go to San Diego this time, check San Diego out, and then go to Tijuana once again. So you can use the dildo this time. One hundred percent, I'm ready for that this time. All right, people, um, that's it. Love you lots. Bye. Later, bye.